My name is Dave, and I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from an addiction to alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, guys. As the firstborn son and grandson, I got plenty of attention growing up. I developed a desire for the approval of others and worked hard to make, make friends. I also wanted to keep my parents and teachers happy at the small Christian school I attended in Nashville. My parents are about to celebrate 52 years of marriage and have always been good Christian role models. My grandfather was a Methodist minister, so church was always a priority. I was active in the youth program, and my father even sang in the choir. Through church and school, I became familiar with the Bible, accepted Christ, and tried to make good choices. At 18, I moved to Memphis and started to go, going to college with 20,000 other students. My world became much larger overnight. I started to forget about going to church and was more concerned about making new friends and fitting in. I, um, I joined a fraternity, and that was the beginning of my 20-year journey with alcohol. After graduation, I got accepted into the International MBA program, and I had to take an intensive Spanish course over the summer. Um, that's when I met Andrea, my future wife. Andrea was from Venezuela, and I used some Spanish to ask her to practice with me. We went to church on a regular basis, and, I tried to pursue, and we tried to pursue a Christian relationship. After my master's, Andrea and I got married. I started a career as a cotton trader in Memphis. We also started a family right away. But my focus was on fitting in at work and pleasing my new boss. This would eventually push me down a dark path of alcohol and strip clubs while entertaining customers. I could justify it because I was climbing the ladder and it was all hidden on company expense reports. I figured I could go to church on Sunday, raise our kids, be a good husband 90% of the time, but pursue a less Christian lifestyle in the name of trying to make more sales and keep up with our growing expenses. By 2005, we had two kids in elementary school, but I was deep into a career driven by alcohol and leading a reckless lifestyle that was about to bite me. Even though I was drinking and driving and going to strip clubs, I had avoided getting caught or crossing those lines in my mind um, that, that I considered infidelity. However, after a drunken, blurry night in Shanghai, I woke up knowing that I had finally crossed that line. It was a crushing and depressing moment of failure that I never thought would happen to me. You would think that would have been enough to stop my downward spiral into my addiction, but it didn't. My drinking and driving luck finally ran out later that year when I was pulled over in Fresno, California, driving back to my hotel after a long day of golf and drinking. You would think that would have been enough to wake me up, but it wasn't. After a few visits to some court-ordered AA meetings back in Dallas and avoiding any major fines, I returned to my selfish behavior. The truth is, alcohol was my idol, and I worked hard to manage the risks and avoid getting in trouble. My addiction was a daily habit that led to friction and distance between my wife and kids. I was irritable and disengaged, so I traveled as much as possible and was basically an absent father and husband. Yet I justified it since I was paying the bills and focused on keeping my boss happy so I could keep living my selfish lifestyle. My wife approached me several times, concerned about my drinking and the lack of control I was showing. 
I would get defensive and try to make excuses. The truth is, my life revolved around doing what was necessary to keep feeding my addiction. I was no longer in control. I started reading books and looking for answers. In 2010, I picked up Decision Points by George W. Bush. And the first chapter asked this question. Can you remember, can you remember the last day you didn't have a drink? He slowly came to the realization that he couldn't remember a day he spent sober. I could relate and had been asked that same question. So I kept reading to see what happened. Long story short, he quit cold turkey the day after his 40th birthday in 1986. Well, in 2011, I was going to turn 40, so I started considering that option. Due to the negative effects of all my years of drinking, I was finally motivated to make some changes. We joined Watermark that summer, and, um, and the seed was planted. But unfortunately, alcohol was still dominant in my life, and I continued to make bad choices. However, by t February 2013, I finally got that wake-up call that scared me sober. I found out my wife had been having an emotional affair with her boss. I was confronted with the painful reality that my years of selfish behavior had finally reached a breaking point for my marriage, and I was at risk of losing my family. God allowed me to see how destructive my drinking had become and gave me the courage and strength to make a change. On May 6th of 2013, I walked into Regen for the first time. I was 10 weeks sober and trying to white-knuckle my way into sobriety after 20 years of drinking. The few times I went to AA after my DUI in, 20, in 2005, I, I knew there was healing in confessing and sharing with others. I came to Regen thinking my problem was an addiction to alcohol, but soon discovered that I also had sin struggles with pride, control, and people-pleasing. I had to renew my relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I had a lot of work to do. In step five, confess being able to share everything and know that I was still loved by God gave me so much freedom. One night at Regen, I heard John Elmore mention that spending time in the Bible helped him in his recovery. I dove into Proverbs, the New Testament, and by the end of 2014, I had finished reading the whole Bible for the first time. We hear that a lot at Regen. This program doesn't heal you. Jesus does. Spending time with him daily by reading my Bible really did change everything. I could see God's blessings all over the next several years of my recovery. His grace and mercy through new relationships and improvements in my health reinforced my commitment to stay on this new path. After commencing, my mentor said, the next step is to get into a community group. I knew I needed to continue to meet with God's people so that they could point me to Christ and hold me accountable. Through community formation, Watermark small group assimilation process, we met a new couple, Tony and Gretchen Martinez. We would quickly form a group, and I also found out they had stopped drinking in February 2013 as well. I had used alcohol for years to make friends and be liked. I was anxious after I stopped drinking that I would struggle socially. This was just a reminder and a blessing that God was putting new friends in our path, and all I had to do was trust him. I started to release control of my life, rest in him, and seek his will and not my own. 
I had blamed others for years and felt persecuted. The biggest gift from doing Regen and working through the steps was practicing humility and being able to overcome my pride. I finally was able to see my role in conflicts and could extend grace and mercy to others like Jesus had done for me. Matthew 11, 28 to 30 is one of my favorite verses. It's a perfect illustration of what I felt like after 20 years of running away from him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our coach recently said it well. Doing the hard work of recovery is not so the doors of heaven will open up to let us in. It's so the gates of hell will open up to let us out. We cannot earn our way into heaven. It's a free gift, but we have to be willing to to let go of our earthly idols to free ourselves from the bondage of sin and death. I can speak from experience of someone who started this journey almost 10 years ago and have seen the benefits of pursuing Christ daily. Regen points to Jesus, our healer and savior, who conquered sin and death for all those who believe in him. 1 John 5, 11 through 12 says it well, and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has his son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. Every story of regeneration has a team of supporters, prayer warriors. I learned that and was reminded of that today. Mine starts with my wife, Andrea, who has extended me grace and mercy for over 27 years. Our kids are off at college now, but they pushed us to go to Watermark, which accelerated my recovery process. Our community group has been a huge blessing, and now after seven years, I'm back at Regen, being sharpened and inspired by a great group of guys. I'm not saying that the day after I quit drinking has been smooth sailing ever since. There have been challenges and obstacles, but I can say that pursuing the Lord and learning to trust Him has grown my faith and given me hope. God is good and continues to bless my recovery journey as I become less and He becomes greater. My name is Dave, and I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from an addiction to alcohol, pride, and control.